hey, we're continuing our sermon series, Life as a Circus. And what we've been uh, looking at, what we're talking about in this series is just the reality of how our lives in the midst of the busyness and the chaos and the fun and the hardship and just the craziness that is life, how lives, our lives are really like a circus. You know, if you think about the different acts and things you see in the circus, you know, some of you, for example, you feel like your life is like you're walking a tightrope. And that there's all this pressure on you and you're just barely hanging on in one wrong step. You feel like you're going to fall and everything's just going to fall apart. Others of you, you feel like your life is kind of like a fun house or whatever it's called, the madhouse, you know, where you go and it's got the weird mirrors and all the weird stuff. And you just, that's what you feel like your life is a little bit like. It's just so crazy and it's just so over the top. And some people, you know, you feel as though... Every day you are getting shot out of a cannon. That's how you just feel like life is. You know, there's just something about, we do feel like our lives are a circus. And um, what we're talking about is how in the midst of that, in the midst of the craziness and the chaos and the fun and the heart of life, how do we love and serve God? How do we navigate that as Jesus followers in the midst of the craziness? So that's what we've been trying to focus on in this series. Now, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about something that I am willing to bet lots of money on that everybody in this room, I really do mean this, I think deals with. We're going to talk about something that I think is relevant to everybody's life. And what we're going to talk about is dealing with the difficult people in our lives. Because I'm willing to bet everybody in here has at least one difficult person in their life. Um, I'm willing to bet a lot of money on that. And so we want to talk about how do we as Christians, how do we love and treat those difficult people? How has Jesus called us to, and how does the gospel, what does the gospel demand of us in terms of how we treat difficult people? The circus image to help you think about this would be, if you've ever been to the circus and you've seen a lion and a lion tamer, and in that, kind of that scenario, our instinct is to think, oh yeah, my difficult person, they're the lion and you're the lion tamer, but I would say it's the other way. For us, we are a lion in the sense that we have the ability to either destroy our difficult person or not. And that our difficult person is like a lion tamer with a whip, how they can crack that whip and frustrate us and hurt us and bother us and just be difficult. And so we want to talk about how as Jesus followers, how do we act like a lion that does not destroy the difficult people in our lives? Because we want to do that. And just being totally honest, we have a really hard time with the difficult people in our lives. And we want to know how Jesus wants us to treat them. So, our scripture passage is going to be 2 Samuel chapter 16. And it's in your bulletin, and it'll be up on the screen. Let me read it to you. It says, As King David approached Bahurim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimei, son of Gera, and he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones, though all the troops and the special guard were on David's right and his left. As he cursed, Shimei said, Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you have shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. Then Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said to the king, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and cut his head off. But the king said, Why does this, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who can ask, Why do you do this? 
David then said to Abishai and his officials, My son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more then, this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look upon my misery and restore me, restore to me his covenant blessing instead of his curse today. So David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite him, cursing as he went, throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for your grace and your presence, and we just need both right now. Lord, as we study your word, would you speak to us, God? Open up your holy scriptures to us, and would you help us open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you? Lord, we ask that you would speak, and God, that you would change us, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So years ago, I had a job. It was a non-church, non-Christian job. And I was working um, in the business world, and I had this awful boss. I mean, this person was just the pits. And um, like in the movie, Horrible Bosses, and I'm not recommending that movie. This person could have been in the movie. Like, they were just terrible. And this boss I had was just mean, and they yelled all the time, and they cussed all the time. And they were really sarcastic and cutting. And they were the kind of boss, if you've ever had a boss like this, when your boss has to remind you that they're the boss... Like, they like to lord it over you. You know what I'm talking about? That's what this kind of, that's who this person was. It was really terrible. And it was just so difficult to work for them. And for me, it was hard because I was a Christian. And I knew that I was supposed to love and treat this person with respect and be nice to them. And I did not want to. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh. Lord, why do you make people like this? It was so hard to just wrestle with. And, I mean, there were times I, I'm not a violent person or an aggressive person. But I was like, I could, I could take a swing at this person. I really could. I mean, there were times I was like, it was so hard. I can't tell you how many imaginary conversations I had with that person where I told them off. You know what I'm talking about? When you're just so mad and frustrated and you have those imaginary pretend conversations where you just let them have it and you tell them what you think and you always win those conversations. You know, you've all done that, right? You know you have a serious problem with somebody when you are daily having those imaginary conversations with them. And that's what I did, and it was so difficult. Because I knew Jesus wanted me to love and respect this person, and I didn't want to. Everything in me wanted to do the opposite of that. And so it was just kind of one of those seasons where I had learned a lot about difficult people. But I remember this about it. I didn't do a very good job loving this person like I should have. You know, I don't think I was ever, like, outright defiant, or I never got in their face. But, I mean, it was hard for me. This person was just a terrible boss. And I remember thinking, as I was writing this week, working on my sermon, I was like, man, there was so much I didn't know about how to deal with difficult people and how Jesus wanted me to. And so, kind of where I'm preaching from this week is, this is stuff I wish I had known back then. And this is actually truth, as we go through it today, that I wish I had known for a long time. Because um, difficult people have always been a part of my life, and they've probably always been a part of yours. And so there's a really specific way Jesus wants us to love and deal with difficult people. And as his followers, we want to live that out. And so the truth I'm going to share with you today is truth I wish I had known, but it's also truth that I have not always lived out well. Um, I could say this about pretty much most of my sermons, but this is particularly true today. Um, I really preach this sermon from a place of repentance because I have not done this well. And so I'm going to guess for a lot of you this is going to be helpful. And you'll probably be in a, a place of repentance too because we have got to make sure 
we treat the difficult people in our life like Jesus wants us to. So let me just start by talking about what a difficult person is. And a difficult person, this is so easy, but it's important to be clear. It's just somebody who makes your life difficult. And we've all got somebody like this, somebody who makes your life difficult. They make it harder. They bother you. They annoy you. They frustrate you. They even can hurt you, whether it's by their words, their actions, their attitude, or the lack thereof of those three things. It's just somebody who makes your life hard and difficult. You know, somebody who is more of a debit than an asset, I would say. Um, just an example I thought of, if you've ever seen this TV show, and again, I'm, I'm not advocating the show. I'm Switzerland when it comes to this show. I'm neutral. I'm just saying. But Sheldon Cooper is an example of a really difficult person. If you've ever seen that show? I don't know why anybody is his friend. And that was just the best example I can think of. But just somebody like that. You know, because it could be for you, for example, you're a difficult person. Maybe it's a neighbor you have, and they're just a frustrating, selfish, unhelpful neighbor. Maybe their dog runs around in the backyard all night and barks, and you've asked them, could you please put your dog inside, and they won't. It might be for you. Maybe it's a coworker who's not really good at their job. They're always late on deadlines. You've got to kind of pull their weight to get them through it, and they take credit for your work. Maybe you're like me. You had just a terrible boss, and, it was really, and it's really hard to work for them, and they're really difficult. Some of you, maybe it's your spouse, and you love them, and you're committed to them, but man, you're like, man, you don't feel like they communicate well, or they don't listen, or you don't feel like you're on the same team, and it just makes it difficult. For some of you, it might just be your kids. Some of you laugh, but I'm like, yeah. Could just I remember growing up, I was difficult to my parents at times, that's for sure. Sometimes your kids run with the wrong crowd, make bad decisions, and it's just hard. It's difficult. Could be for you. Maybe you have like an ex-spouse. I have a friend and they've gone through a divorce, and their ex-spouse is just the worst. They're just so selfish and lazy, and they have kids together. It's really hard. Maybe it's an in-law who doesn't like you. Whatever it is, we've all got somebody who is difficult. And those are just a few of the examples, and there's probably a million more. But just somebody who makes your life difficult, and they are hard to love in the midst of that. Now... Um, there we go. Sorry, my remote wasn't on for a second. There's two things about dealing with difficult people that just to say, and I've already touched on this first one, but just to go ahead and say, number one thing is this to understand. Like I said, we all have difficult people in our lives. And for some of you, as I've been talking about this, you've been thinking about that person as you're sitting there. You're like, oh my gosh, him. Oh my gosh, her. Um, I admit when I was writing the sermon, I could think about difficult people in my life. And so I'm like, okay, Make sure I don't include their name in this, I guess, as an example. Like, don't slip up and do that. But you've been thinking about that difficult person. We all have difficult people in our lives, at least one. The second thing is we're always going to have difficult people in our lives. I promise you. There is no way to avoid this. And here's why. God has called us to live in a relationship and in community. And part of living in a relationship community is every person that you have a relationship with, family, friend, boss, neighbor, acquaintance, Every single one of your relationships, including you, is a sinful, broken, wounded person. And sometimes with sinful, broken, wounded people, they are difficult. And so for your entire life, for my entire life, you are going to deal with this problem. You are going to deal with difficult people. Unless you want to move to a cave or move to Mars where there are no other people, you will always deal with difficult people. And so because we all have difficult people in our lives and because we're always going to have to deal with this, 
we really need to know how Jesus wants us to treat and deal with difficult people. Because the Bible's really clear about this. This is a big deal for Christians to get right. And so we want to learn how to live that out as God tells us to. Now, the story we read in 2 Samuel 16 speaks to this issue and really gets to the heart of it. And so in this story, we find a really difficult person, and we see how that difficult person is reacted to. So in this story, King David is actually on the run. He's dealing with a rebellion in his empire. His son Absalom is trying to take the throne from him. So David has fled Jerusalem, and he's with a group of soldiers, and they're traveling. And so they're traveling down this road, and all of a sudden, this guy, Shimei, shows up. Now, Shimei is not a fan of David, as we read. Shimei is from Saul's family, and Saul was the king who reigned before David, and David took his throne from Saul. And so Shimei's family got kicked out of being the royal family. And so Shimei is not a fan of David. So it tells us that this guy Shimei, he starts cursing David, throwing dirt, and throwing rocks at him. I would say somebody who is cussing you out, throwing rocks and dirt at you, qualifies as a difficult person. I mean, that would really be annoying to deal with. And so David and his soldiers are just going about their business, and here's this guy, like, to the side of them, cursing, throwing rocks, throwing dirt. And then this guy, Abishai, who's one of David's soldiers, is like, okay, hey, David, you want me to go punch this guy's ticket? Let me just go cut his head off. And um, I certainly don't advocate violence, but I do kind of like Abishai. He's like, okay, this guy's got to go. And David is like, no, 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 don't do that. Leave him alone. And so they, the soldiers continue traveling, and Abishai keeps cursing, keeps throwing dirt, keeps throwing rocks the whole time. Eventually, they get away from him, but it's just such a strange scene. But this guy, Shimmy, he is a super difficult person. I mean, again, cursing you out, throwing dirt, throwing rocks, that is not an easy person to get along with. But then what we see is we see this stark contrast of there's two different reactions to him. First, there's Abishai, who says, hey... Let's punch his ticket. Let's just get rid of this guy. And you've got David who's like, no, we're not going to do that. Leave him alone. And so you've got Abishai and David, and those are the two reactions to Shimei. And really what we see with Abishai is, one, we see this incredibly unloving response to Shimei. And then with David, we see this loving response. And when it comes to dealing with difficult people, we can either be Abishai or we can be David. When it comes to dealing with the difficult people in your life and for me in my life, we can either be like Abishai and be unloving, or we can be like David and be loving towards them, okay? Just like this. We can either be loving towards a difficult person and treat them like Jesus, or we cannot. And those are our two options. We're going to be one or the other. And for us, what we have to understand is we want and need and are called to respond to difficult people like David did, that we would be loving and patient and understanding towards them because that's what God has called us to and that's who we're supposed to be now when it comes to dealing with difficult people though there's a huge problem we have to overcome and it's this when you're dealing with a difficult person in your life or I deal with them in mine okay our instinct and our natural reaction is to treat them and react as Abishai did that's how we naturally respond to difficult people and I'm not saying we want to kill them. What I'm saying is we naturally want to be unloving towards them. That's just our natural inclination. Like when somebody is difficult with you, your first reaction is not, oh, man, they're so great. Your first reaction is I'm going to punch them or whatever it might be. 
You know, think about it. When your spouse is difficult, you don't think, I'm so lucky. They're so great. You think, they better help me out or I'm going to burn our house down. I mean, that's how you feel. You know, when your kids are difficult, you don't think, I'm so lucky. They're such an angel. They're like, I'm going to go throw all their toys out right now if they don't straighten out. That's how we feel. Our natural reaction is to be like Abishai and to be unloving. Let me put this another way. When you're dealing with a difficult person, our reaction is to be difficult back. That is just what we do. When you are confronted and when I'm confronted with a difficult person, our reaction, our natural inclination is we want to be difficult back. When they frustrate us, they bother us, they hurt us, we want to abishai them and just respond in kind. That's what we want to do. We always want to be difficult back. It's not our natural disposition when dealing with a difficult person to be like David. But even though our natural inclination is to be like Abishai, we have got to find that way through the grace of the Holy Spirit to respond to difficult people like David, to be loving and understanding. And we have to dig deep to find that. Jesus actually talked about this very issue. He talked about the whole issue of dealing with difficult people. In Matthew 5.39, this is right in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, his most famous sermon, his most important sermon. He said this. He said, do not resist an evil person. Now, in that verse, that word evil in the Greek has a couple of definitions. So you could also translate it this way. Do not resist an annoying person who causes you trouble. You can translate it that way. So what Jesus is saying is he's like, look, don't resist. Don't stand against an annoying person who causes you trouble. I'm going to paraphrase, but another way to say that is don't be difficult with a difficult person. Though it's your inclination, though it's what you want to do, it's what I want to do, don't do that. Jesus is like, don't be difficult with a difficult person. And let me tell you, Jesus knew a thing or two about dealing with difficult people. He really did. You think about it. Number one, the people who orchestrated and executed his death, when he's dying on the cross, they are celebrating and laughing at the foot of the cross. I mean, those are really difficult people. And what does Jesus do? He asked God the Father to forgive them in the midst of killing them. All right, Jesus responded like David with difficult people. But also think about you and me. You and I are difficult people to God at times. We love him, but a lot of times we're sinful and sometimes stupid people and do dumb things. And we're difficult to the Lord, but he doesn't treat us that way. He responds to us like David. So Jesus knows a thing or two about dealing with difficult people. And so he tells us, don't respond to a difficult person by being difficult, though you want to, and that's your inclination. We've got to respond like David. And this is so important because when we respond to a difficult person with difficultness, we just get nowhere. Nothing's going to get better. We think, oh man, I'm going to tell them off. I'm going to get in their face. They're going to know how mad I am. It doesn't help. You know, if your spouse is being difficult and you get difficult back, where does that go? I've learned that in being engaged, that I'm learning all these new things about relationships and fighting, and it's really hard. And I'm just saying, like, when things are difficult, don't be difficult back. When your kids are being difficult, if you're difficult towards them, that does not make the situation better. Being difficult gets you nowhere. You want to do it, but it's not going to help you. But if we respond like David, 
It'll make the situation better. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. Being David to somebody who's difficult, not going to fix the whole situation. That person's not going to be necessarily less difficult. It's not going to fix everything. But two things happen, I believe, when we choose to respond like David. And it's this. Number one, being like David with a difficult person will make your life easier. If somebody's being difficult with you, you don't want to be difficult back because you're just adding to the difficultness. You want to make your life easier. But the second thing that happens is being like David with a difficult person demonstrates Jesus to that person. All right? Look, when you're dealing with a difficult person, you can either make your life easier or harder. And if you respond like Abishai, you're just making things harder. So that's on you. Even though you want to respond that way, you're making your life harder. But if you respond like David, you are being loving and understanding. You are guarding yourself against frustration and anger and making the situation worse. So you're just going to make your life easier. So it's up to you. If you want, with a difficult person, to make your life harder, be Abishai. But if you want to make your life easier, respond like David. And the second thing, you want to demonstrate Jesus to this person. One of the main objectives and missions of all of our lives as Jesus followers is that in everything we do, people can see the light of Christ. They can see Jesus through us. And that's just part of our calling. And so when it comes to difficult people, they need to see Jesus through us. And the way we react to them, whether it's Abishai or David, will either show them Jesus or it will show less of Jesus. And we need to show them Jesus. Now, it's hard because when somebody's difficult, you do not want to show them Jesus. You want to let them have it. That's what we want to do. But we've got to rise above that and try to show people Jesus by being David. And the more difficult somebody is, the less we want to show them Jesus. But the thing is, is that the people that you want to show Jesus to the least are those who need to see Jesus through you the most. And so we have got to find a way to do that. You don't want to show them Jesus, but you've got to. And to remember, with difficult people, they all have the reason they're the way that they are is there's some brokenness and woundedness in them that they have yet to have Jesus totally heal. And so we need to show them Jesus. We don't want to. It's hard, but we've got to. And the more difficult they are, the more you and I need to show them Jesus. But the people we want to show Jesus to the least are the people we need to show it to the most. And so we have just got to learn to live like this and rise above it. And the way we do this, this is very hard to do, but it's simple to understand. There's only really one thing we can do, and that's just we have to choose to be David. We just got to choose it. We just have to make a conscious choice of the will through God's grace to say, okay, despite how difficult this person is, despite how much I even dislike them, despite how hard they make my life, God, I choose to be David, to be loving and patient understanding. It's not easy. It's really hard to do. Your inclination and natural nature is to not respond that way, but we just got to make the choice. And we've got to try to live that out. We're not going to do it perfectly, but we have got through the Holy Spirit to try to live this way. This is what we have got to do. We've got to just say, you know what? Yeah, my mom is always critical of me, but I'm going to choose to be David. That's how I'm going to act towards her. My boss is a tyrant, but I'm going to choose to be David towards them as best that I can. Whatever your situation is, you just got to make the choice. And I have to make that choice. Because when it comes to dealing with difficult people, there's the difficult person 
and there's you. Those are the only two people involved in the situation. And for us, what we want to do, when somebody's difficult, we want them to change and we want to control them because they're difficult, but you can't do that. The only person that you can, can change and control is you. And I'm the only person I can change and control. It doesn't matter how difficult the other person is. It doesn't matter how wrong they are. You can't do anything to change and control them. You can want to. You can fight for that. It's going to get you nowhere. You can only change and control you. And so since you are the only person you have any control over, and I'm the only person I have any control over, that's the only path we can take is to, okay, how do I respond to this person? How do I react to them? And again, it comes back to choosing to be David. And that's what we've got to do. No matter how hard it is, and it will be hard, but God will give you the grace for it. I wish there was a shortcut. I wish there was some magical prayer. I wish there was some cool Bible verse I could tell you that just makes this easy. It's just hard. I wish I, well, there was a shortcut. There's not. But God will help you, and we just have to make a choice to do this. That's just how it works. I remember years ago, I had a huge fight with my mother. Um, and, like, it was one for the record books. It was just, it was bad. And it, the fight was so bad, there was so much yelling and anger and screaming. The fight ended with my mom leaving the room in tears and me getting in my car and leaving the house because I was so mad. Like, it was, it was that bad. And my mom, God bless her, God rest her soul, my mom was at times an extremely difficult person, and I don't have time to go into it. I loved her, and she was loving, but she was very difficult. And she started this fight, and she was being difficult. But the thing was, is I responded like Abishai. And I mean, I came out guns blazing. She was difficult, and I came back like a tidal wave of being difficult. And the whole situation just exploded. It was awful. And I remember getting in my car and leaving. I was so angry and frustrated. I was able to calm down a little bit, and I began to pray. And my mom, she was difficult, but I came right back at her with being difficult. And I was like, Lord, what do I do? And the Holy Spirit was just like, Haynes, you acted like this towards her. Like, I was just as much at fault as she was because I came at her like Abishai and not like David. And so, anyway, I calmed down. I went home. My mom and I talked. We made it right. But I tell you that story because I just remember I came right at her, guns blazing like Abishai, and the whole thing just blew up and made it worse. So I tell you that story because I did everything wrong that I'm telling you not to do in this sermon. So I, I'm not good at this. But if I had responded like David, it would have been a lot better. I couldn't change my mom. I couldn't control her. I could only change and control me, and I didn't in that situation. I chose not to be David and it really backfired. We've all got difficult people. You know the difficult people in your life. I know those in mine. And it's up to us. How are we going to treat them? How are we going to respond? You can either make your life harder or easier by choosing who you want to be. And I can do the same thing. But I promise you, if you will choose to be David, it's not going to fix everything, but it will make your life easier and show that person Jesus. And that's what God has called us to do. And that's what he's called us to be in that situation. So what I want to do is I want to kind of help you give some practical steps of how to be David with difficult people. And I'm going to give you a list of seven things that I think could help you deal with a difficult person. I'm not saying you got to do all seven of these. Take this list, 
pray through them, apply it to your life and your situation, because I don't know your situation, you don't know mine. Maybe you need all seven, maybe you need three of them, but just think through these. But I think these things help us be like David, a difficult person. Number one, remember that Jesus made this difficult person, and he loves them as much as he loves you. You know, when we're dealing with them, we think, I don't love them, so Jesus must not love them, but he does. He loves them as much as he loves you. See the image of God in them. Treat them as such. They are fearfully and wonderfully made just like you. Sins, brokenness, and all that they have. Second thing you should do. Pray for your own heart towards your difficult person. Pray for yourself. Ask God to grow your heart. Just, God, expand my love and my patience and my grace with him. And he will. But you've got to pray for your heart. And let me say this. Um, praying for yourself in this way, it's so important because, like, you're going to feel like, I just, I just don't like this person. I don't care for them. But God really can change your heart if you'll ask him to. And you'll begin to feel that. And it'll help. Number three, pray for your difficult person. This is probably the biggest thing I could tell you is pray for them. If you spend as much time praying for your difficult person as you do complaining about them and being frustrated with them, it would radically change things. And that's true about me. Pray for them. Pray God's blessings, his goodness over them. You need to pray for them. And if you will, it will really change your heart. It's not going to make everything perfect, but nothing will shift your heart more than if you'll pray for them. Number four, talk to that difficult person and tell them how you feel. Now, with this one, let me say this. Most of the time, we can talk to a person and try to explain to them what's going on, how we feel. And hopefully, they'll respond. Hopefully, they will say, okay, I understand. They may not. But also say with this, it's just important to communicate. But... Let me add to this. Sometimes you can't talk to a difficult person. One example would be sometimes you've got a tough boss, and you can't go to your boss probably and say, you hurt my feelings all the time, and you're difficult. Like, that's just not going to work most of the time. And so I just want to say, try to communicate with that difficult person. Hopefully they'll be able to respond, and y'all can work it out. But in some instances, you may not be able to. And so just understand that. Just wanted to put that out there. Number five, watch the way you talk to a difficult person, what you say and how you say it. Always speak lovingly and with kindness. They, they say it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And we don't realize so often how we talk and how we come across to a difficult person, how short we can sound or frustrated or angry. So you just got to watch that. The Bible says tongue has the power of life and death. And this goes back to that image of a lion that we said at the beginning. You can either speak life, but you can destroy that person with your words. And so you have to really be careful. You have to really be careful. Next one, number six, give them grace because God gives you grace. We all like to receive grace. We're not quick to give it, but you've got to give it to them. And the last one is this. If you need to, put some healthy boundaries in place. This is a big one. When somebody is difficult, we're called to love them and be David but sometimes their behavior and who they are, you've got to set up some boundaries. They don't necessarily need to have full access to your life all the time. You know, whether it's you limit how much you see them, how much you interact with them, you can do that. You know, I have a friend, and this friend of mine, they have a friend who struggles with drug issues. And they've told me how they had to just set up some boundaries. They're like, I can't always take their call, and I can't always help them out. You know, it's unhealthy. But they continue to love and have a relationship with that difficult person. But they did have to set up some boundaries. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? We can all, you know, you just, 
can't always interact with them. You've got to set up some boundaries, and that's okay. But here's the thing. This is really important. We don't cut people off. As Christians, we don't cut people off. One of the fruits of the Spirit is to be long-suffering. And what that means is that we don't give up on people. It's okay to set up boundaries. It's okay to be healthy in that way. But we don't say, I'm done. We don't say, good riddance. Jesus did not do that to us in the midst of our sin, and we don't do that to other people. And so we keep the relationship, we continue to work on it, but we can set up boundaries. So with those seven things, I just leave those to you and say, take those, pray through them, and see how they apply to your life and your situation. And again, maybe one of them, five of them, all of them, I don't know. But I think if you'll really begin to live those things out and implement them based on your situation, you really would be able to be more like David towards a difficult person, which is God has called us to. So what I want to do is I'm going to wrap up in just a second. I'm going to go ahead and invite the band back up, and we're going to have a closing song. And we want to take some time just to respond to this message, however you need to. Like I said, for some of you, you've got a difficult person in your life, and you're thinking about them right now. Maybe you've had a difficult person in your past, and you've maybe cut off relationship with them, and maybe you need to do something about that. But we all deal with this issue, even right now, and we're going to deal with it. And we want to make sure that we live this out as God has called us to. So during this prayer time, before the band starts, we're just going to have like a little bit of music. If you want to come to the altar and pray, I invite you to do that. You can stay where you are, but just take a moment or two to just come before the Lord. You know, it might be for you. You might need to take some time and forgive your difficult person. Maybe you've been harboring anger and frustration towards them and you need to forgive them. It might be for you. Maybe you need to ask your difficult person for forgiveness because you have not treated them well and you have not treated them like David. And you need to go to them and say, I'm really sorry for the way I've acted towards you. Um, some of you need to repent to the Lord just about your attitude and actions towards that difficult person as well. And let me say this. It might be for you and you might know this, that you are somebody's difficult person and you have not done a good job trying to not be that person. You know, maybe you've been the lion tamer with the whip and your spouse or your coworker or your friend has tried to talk to you about it and you just haven't listened. You know, you might be the difficult person for somebody and you know it. And so I don't know what's going on with you, but this is an issue that faces all of us and we want to get this right. And we need to get this right because it matters. And it all comes back to the cross and the fact that Jesus, in the midst of us being sinful, difficult people, did not give up on us. And we do not give up on others. And we want to be David to our difficult people. And so I'm going to um, just take a moment here. I'm not going to pray just yet. I just want us to come before the Lord again. You're welcome to come up to the altar, stay where you are. And then I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll close with a song. So just begin to do your own kind of dealings and business with the Lord about this, and then I'll pray for us.